Hi guys, I'm Kate. I'm Emily. And I'm Calista. This is the Into the Grave podcast. Do you want to know what the most ridiculous thing is? I don't know anything. <laughs> I didn't know that. So, first episode. We're going to keep it really chill. We're just going to hang out and talk. Um, we have all prepared some questions that we have not shared with each other ahead of time, so we're just going to kind of put each other on the spot, and you're going to witness our amazingly weird, quirky, awesome friendship. But <laughs> <laughs> um, first, we've also decided um, we want to share with you guys what we are chatting over, whether it's a drink or a snack or a dessert or... It happens to be a drink that Emily made. And so what is in this, Emily? So I started off with a lemon ginger syrup that I made. And I put a couple cinnamon sticks in there. There's gin and there's Meyer lemons, which are a little bit sweeter than regular lemons. And are crossed between a mandarin and a lemon. Fun fact. <laughs> Did yeah. you know that? No, she's like a wealth of... She has like no idea. I learned so many food things from Emily, it's like, it's my obsession. Um, so the story behind this is that, do you guys know how you make those, like, random Instagram friends? Yeah. Or social media friends, like, mm-hmm. people that are just distant friendships, but then all of a sudden on social media, you guys are, like, secret best friends, like, yeah. you like everything mm-hmm. that yes. they like, and it's all like, you're of- my soulmate. Yes, you you're it. like, I just now realized that we're best friends, but this is so strange. Yeah. So, I have a step-cousin, mm-hmm. who I barely knew growing up, and so she, when I would go to their house, was, like, the cool older sister who didn't want anything to do with us. One time we were eating crawfish, I squirted lemon juice in her eye. My <laughs> uncle got- Was it Meyer lemon juice? <laughs> it was not Meyer lemon juice, which probably means it hurt way worse because it was an actual lemon. My uncle got really mad at me, like for some reason, like acting like I did it on purpose when I did it, all this stuff. So that's really honestly the only thing that I remember about her from my childhood. Mm-hmm. So now we follow each other on Instagram and she, makes cocktails in Philadelphia. So I reached out to her and I said, hey, I have this lemon ginger syrup and I don't know what to do with it. Can you make up a recipe for me? And so she made me the Prester family cocktail recipe. This is this This is is it. it. I feel so privileged. I know. I'm (laughs) honored. It is yeah, what I just said is lemon ginger syrup and the lemon juice, and it was like the first time we made it, I'm just like, yeah, this is perfect. This is fantastic. So that's her. Yeah. Well, it's delightful. Um, and we're also anytime we we share what we're drinking or eating with you guys, we are gonna post the recipe on our blog. So make sure you go follow intothegray.net. Um, yeah. Sign up for our emails because then you'll get all the like updates. You'll just know when we post a blog. Yeah. And any 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 other fun surprises we decide to do, or a recipe, or a recipe like this one. She's gonna have to make us an into the gray mm. official cocktail. Oh, like I think this yeah this needs to be a thing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, so before we start on these questions, I'm gonna explain kind of how we decided we were gonna categorize these questions, and it has everything to do with how we came up with the concept of into the gray, which is. We were feeling really compelled to lean heavily on the transcendentals, which are truth, beauty, and goodness. 
And we thought as Catholic mothers, we wanted to do this um, in the context of our faith, our homes, and our families. And so we have challenged each other to come up with a question for each category um, that we haven't shared ahead of time with each other. And we're going to kind of put everyone else on the spot and answer um, these questions that we've prepared. So Kate, I'm going to have you go first. Yeah, I'll kick it off. So, okay, do y'all want faith, family, or home first? Can we just do faith first? So I feel like, what if you, did you come up with like a super challenging question where I'm just have to sit here and have like an existential crisis? Like, I don't think so. Okay. I think you're, I think you're okay. <laughs> I say we do faith first. Okay. Okay. So I had a couple options for faith. Let me decide. I have options too, because I was worried someone would ask. A question mm-hmm. I chose before I got to ask it. I yep. feel like full disclosure, we pretty much only talk to each other in our like other group, so I feel like our questions are gonna be very similar. Right? Maybe. <laughs> like we hung out together today already. We hung out for hours already earlier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe this is gonna give you an existential crisis. <laughs> I'm not sure. What role does faith play in your life? Sorry, can you want me to give you an easier one? No, I like that one. That's a good one. I'll go first. Okay. Yeah, go on. It depends on the day. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> I think that faith keeps me sane and centered. I think it... Faith is my release in my day-to-day life. I think life as a stay-at-home mom is, can be so mundane and so frustrating and overwhelming and I'm telling my toddler the same things over and over every day it's just repetitive and faith is just that thing that makes me more mature and kind of takes me to a higher level takes me out of my current situation like whether I go to my room and I pray and it just kind of gets me back in that really healthy mindset it makes me able to overcome things yeah and bear with others and obviously overall be holier but just thinking of those like specific ways it just makes me more patient more kind and then day to day it just is that purpose for me like instead of just going through these motions where so many people say what's the meaning in life like that's my meaning like I am washing the dishes and it feels mundane but I'm on the best day, offering it up yeah, right. to God and praying Hail Mary's through it and offering it up as a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But to me, the main reason that I'm Catholic is because it just makes me feel good. <laughs> and yeah, it just keeps me sane. Yeah. I think it's definitely um, like obviously a very grounding thing as faith should be. It doesn't matter, you know, what, what, religion or whatever you follow like faith just at its core Mm -hmm. is something that grounds you but specifically for me faith is it plays a it it is everything Mm -hmm. in my life right especially i i've noticed over the last few years of my life um faith shapes and informs all of my decisions all of my relationships you know i have i feel like i've developed um a much more authentic relationship with my husband since I've grown in my faith. Um, more authentic friendships, for sure. Surrounding myself with other, you know, Catholic women um, to share my faith with. 
you know, I like it, it just informs everything I do and it, it keeps me so grounded. And I think mainly for me, my faith gives me my identity, right? Because, because the world is so chaotic and like, I just feel like sometimes it's like you get whiplash and you just never know where you're being like jerked around to. And so faith always, my faith always like pulls me back to the fact like no matter what outside circumstances are happening, like my identity hasn't changed. It doesn't matter, you know, where we live or what careers we currently have or what our financial situation is, how many kids we have, you know, what parish we're going to, um, like my identity has never changed, right? I've always been this beloved daughter of God and nothing changes that. And so my faith has become so much more central to my relationships. My relationships, like with my friends, I have really surrounded myself. I'm blessed to have a core group of really wonderful, holy women. Um, but also it affects my relationships with complete strangers and, and non-believers or people of different religions or different denominations of Christianity, right? It just changes your outlook on life. So I think that's that's mainly it for me. Like it's it's changed my faith informs everything about my relationships and like centers me back to my true identity. Yeah. I think for me it's really similar of like grounding. It's kind of like my true north. So like there's so many opinions about the way you should view things or see things and that changes constantly as culture changes, but the catechism of the Catholic Church doesn't change. Like this is what it is. Like this is the truth. It's like take it or leave it. You don't have to like it, but if you're going to be part of it, like this is what it is. Um, so for me, for a long time, I wasn't very faithful. I mean, so it wasn't until I started getting a little bit older that I kind of got back to it. And then honestly, becoming a mom or even just leading up to having Emmeline, there was just this huge shift. And now it literally, like you said, like it's what I base all my decisions on. Um, and a lot of times I don't make a decision until I feel like this is what God is saying, like this is his will. And so I guess my faith has become less about me and more about God's will mm -hmm. and me just trying to align what I want to what he wants and yeah. being happy with it. Also, like if I reflect on 2020, like I cannot imagine what, like how I personally yes. would have handled it without my faith. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> Like, yes. not to say that people who, who don't, you know, have a certain religion or, or strong faith in or belief system can't handle stuff well, like, but, but I personally, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> I personally would have been like 10 times more hot mess than the hot mess I was, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay, Emily. Okay. Mine is not so existential. I just want to know, favorite way to pray? Thank you. And kind of make it twofold. Like, what's your favorite position? Like, do you, I like to, I'm going to half answer it, but I like to be on my bed. I just like to pray on my bed. Yeah. Where I like to pray. Like, so, do you sit, lay? It doesn't matter. I kind of like, like to your be bed is just your prayer space. And just really comfortable. Yeah. And I know some people like a little bit more of the, you know, self-mortification kind of stuff. But for me, to get into deep prayer, I have to be really, really comfortable. 
Um, Emily, I only stand on nails. I wear a wool vest. So I just want to know what's your favorite way to pray, what's your favorite position to pray, and all that. Just, yeah. I, I, you know what, honestly, I think, like, in my master bedroom, whether it be in my bed or right next to me, I'm usually, it's usually near my bed, right? Um, like, for a while, I really tried to commit to, like, when I first woke up in the morning, I literally would roll to my knees and pray. And actually, I probably need to, like, make that one of my Lenten things because I should get back into the habit of doing that because it's really, like, I don't know, it's just such a beautiful thing, right? That, that like, first moment of the day. Mm-hmm. What is that called? I can't think of it right now, but, like, that, you know, that when first... wake up? No, there's a, a phrase for that? Yeah, there's, like, a whole... There's a phrase for it. Oh, my gosh, it's totally escaping mm-hmm. me right now. I'm going to... I'm totally going to look it up later and, like, put it in the podcast notes because it's going to drive me insane. But, like, that first moment of the day, you're supposed to yes. give it to God, yes, right? And so just, like, the beauty of literally, it. like, <laughs> instead of hitting the snooze button, like, rolling onto your knees and praying immediately mm-hmm. before you've looked at your phone or even gone to the bathroom or anything, even if it's just a short prayer, right? Because we're moms and bladders, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but just having that be your, your very first action of the day sets your tone for the day. Um a lot of my favorite postures are like involve my bed yeah like either kneeling beside mm-hmm. it or laying in it like laying in bed at night and praying and just resting mm-hmm. with god or if i want to have peace and quiet usually i have to go to my bedroom right, right? I think that's, my bed. Bed. <laughs> that's like, you know and then i also i really just love um I just love worshiping i love okay. worship music i love playing music and like sometimes the kids and i will literally just like I'll be in the middle of doing dishes, playing worship music, and, you know, a song will just come on. You ever have that moment where, like, you, a, a worship song will come on, and it's, like, one of those that's, like, nope, I cannot focus on anything else right now. I'm praying this right now. Like, that happens to me <laughs> very frequently. And so, me and the kids will literally just, like, we'll have music going in the background, and then all of a sudden it's, like, we're all singing it at the top of our lungs and just, like, praying this prayer together, and it's so fun and and beautiful, so... Yeah, I think I definitely, a lot of my postures in prayer involve my my bed, either kneeling beside it or laying in it, I think are my favorites. I don't do well if I'm sitting in my bed. I don't know why it's too distracting to me. I either have to, like, lay back and completely relax or yeah. I have to be on my knees to, like, focus. Okay. So, the way I like to pray probably has a lot more to do with the position that I pray in. So, I really like to journal Mm-hmm. through prayer so I, I also am usually on my bed it's where I keep it keep the journal so it's like kind of the last thing I do before I go to sleep when I'm doing it um sometimes it's in the morning with coffee but like on the couch or something but so I'm kind of sitting up or at least you know I'm not totally reclined right. um and I like to kind of just like take a second sometimes I'll say a rosary and then kind of like pray on um you know, what scripture I should read, and then I'll read it, and then I'll kind of journal through whatever I read. So Lectio Divino is the yeah. one of the ones I like, but also exposed adoration. And I don't care if I'm kneeling or sitting or whatever. Um, I have literally, like on Fridays, like driven to the Basilica, and I'm like running up to the church first. <laughs> yeah. I cannot wait. I... So yeah, it doesn't matter how I'm sitting. And then the other thing that I do more frequently than either of these is whenever something works out, 
Mm-hmm. Like simple, simple stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I got out of the front door like because I found my keys. <laughs> like whenever, like whatever I'm trying to do just like happens peacefully, I'm just like, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like that's like my favorite right. prayer because it's right. like, I know it's him because I am, I can't ever find anything. Um, so yeah, those are probably my three. Okay. Can I just tell a story about each of you? Yeah. Tell a story? <laughs> a very small story. So <laughs> about each of us, like collectively? Hope this amuses or individual listeners. Oh but no. I have a quick story about Eveline who right before I left today, <laughs> so today we just got a new lease vehicle and he was like, where's the other key? And I was just like, I don't know. Sure it's in my purse. You need to go find it. And he's like, well, Emily was in our room. <gasps> and I put the key down on her dresser, and it's not there. Okay, and so he goes, so he goes, let me give this a good little think here. So he's like, well, she was really into that butterfly backpack. I guarantee you, she took the key and put it in the butterfly backpack, and he goes downstairs, and the key is in the butterfly backpack. So I his ha- dad instincts are like yes. on point. So I feel like we have to let people know. Emmeline is my daughter. Yeah, yeah I'm, exactly. I'm Kate. That's my daughter, and I was at Emily's house yes. today. <laughs> so my daughter put your keys in yes. Lindley's backpack. Lindley's butterfly backpack, <laughs> and he deducted the heck out of it, <laughs> and I would have gotten blamed <laughs> otherwise. Maybe she's who's moving so my keys around. <laughs> I don't think it's you. I think it's your daughter. She is that red hair. Yeah. Ooh. I can relate. So, my story about Calista oh, is... No. What did Jenny do today? I didn't know what you're doing. Calista sent me... Page bells. No, gosh. This is a sad thing. Uh-oh. It's okay. The rug's very dirty. <laughs> So, Calista the other week sent me a praise and worship video. And the circumstances were very weird because I had literally just opened up my phone. And I texted you what it was, but it was something strange where I was just like, God, like, what, how, I literally sat on the couch and I said, how do you want me to use this time? Like, Mm -hmm. I only have a couple minutes. What do you want me to pray? What, like, what do you want me to watch? What do you want me to take in, basically? And opened up my phone and Calista sent me this praise and worship video. And I'm like, wow, like this is what God (laughs) wants me to watch right now. Like this is so crazy. I just open it up. I have this text and I start playing it and it's just not my thing. Not anymore. 
I do not like journaling at all. I love journaling. At all. I refuse. I probably maybe should do it a little bit more, but I definitely don't. So my favorite way to pray, like I said, is in my bed sitting. Usually I try to let God have his hand in it. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not feeling like particularly led one way or another, I'll usually just my go-to is a rosary. And even today... I was mopping and I was trying to offer it up. I'm not trying to be holier than now because that rarely, rarely happens. But today was just one of those things where well, I was you're like, like mopping? No, I actually mop pretty. I'm very, very particular. Mopping happens very rarely now. No, I am very particular about my floors. So yeah, mopping, mopping at me right now. This is very frequent. The offering it up. But the offering it up just doesn't happen always. Like I sure. remember after the fact, but it's rare that in the moment I'm like, yes, I'm going to offer this up. So today that was happening and I was kind of just like reciting some prayers that I knew and I really felt like God just told me like stop reciting things and just give me a prayer from your heart. And so I just started Aww. like, you know, kind of just feeling out like whatever came to me and it was kind of like a really beautiful prayer. So I try to just let myself be more open. I love reading about theology. I love reading books. I love reading scripture. Um, and I'll usually like let that guide me. But yeah, I just kind of like God led prayer and I love reading books. I think that's my two favorite ways. And I love the rosary. The rosary always just, I'm like, why do people do drugs? You have the rosary. It makes you feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my go-to. It Emily's, always calms me down. Emily's like mopping and she's like, I'm going to offer this up for the suffering I went through in that five first minutes of the worship <laughs> playlist. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm going to listen to this 30 minute clip and offer it up because I'm suffering. <laughs> I'm really glad I turned off the worship music for <laughs> For the record, I sent that to you because I had sent it like in the group chat um, oh, to some other people. Okay. And I was like, oh, I should text this to like, you know, our other friend Juliana and to Emily and stuff. And so I texted it to Adrian. That's why I didn't want to put you down because no. I appreciated the text and it was so thoughtful. And, I and was it was like, so timely. No. I and mean, it was so timely. It was just like... Okay. At least it's better than my texts. My texts were always like doomsday. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm going to get you a pageant <laughs> sad that just says Miss Doomsday. No. Debbie it? Downer. I mean, it's such a Debbie okay. Downer. I don't think it's okay. You're concerned. You're highly concerned. I found a new friend uh -oh. who we agree on a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I'm just going to start sending all that to her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you can, you can wallow in the misery of our broken world. <laughs> Like, every time I'm like, I shouldn't send this. Well, I don't send y'all a lot. Oh, God. <laughs> like, the amount of depressing news that yes. you send to us is filtered. Yes. <laughs> but it's like, because Hank sends it to me, and I'm like, I'm trying not to watch oh, the news. Yeah. Stop yeah. telling me about it. He comes home every day, he's like, did you see the news? I'm like, no, I actively avoid yeah. it. Yes. <laughs> Be quiet. I try very hard right. not to see the news. Just right. Have you asked your question? Did oh, I didn't ask a oh, fake question. Ask Sorry, Russian. Okay. <laughs> okay, literally, one of the questions on my list for faith was, what's, what's been your favorite worship song lately? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's sad. You can still ask. I do like some worship. I'll explain what I like if you ask that. Okay, so what lately has been, you know, it doesn't have to be like your favorite worship song of all time, but like is there one that's been kind of on replay for you lately? Yes, so like anything by Corey Asbury, oh. but 
in the father's house or oh, in my father's yes. house is like, oh my gosh, it just, yeah. oh no, no. Reckless love? No. No. Nope. Okay. When you first told me about reckless love, I was like, I listened to it on the way home that night and I was like, this song sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I didn't like it at first either. Yeah. But like the more I've listened to it, the more I'm like, okay, now I really like it. But no, in my father's house is probably my all time favorite song. But the Egypt song, I don't think I've okay, heard it. it's I think the name of it's Egypt, but it's by Corey Asbury as well. It feels appropriate mm-hmm. for the times. Hmm. Yeah, I think is why maybe I like it. Okay, yeah, it's really good. But so, I love anything by him. So yeah, like the Reckless Love, I didn't like it at first, and it was so I do youth ministry, and like that song was played at literally every conference for middle and high school students for like forever mm-hmm. and I just hadn't really I don't know it just didn't stand out to me much it was like yeah it's sweet but then I like had a particular experience um during adoration where that song was played and like one of my friends had a really powerful moment and so ever since then it's just at any time I hear it I like get choked up because it's like connected mm. to a very specific yeah prayer experience for me now that um, like that too, yeah. yeah okay Emily what <laughs> <laughs> I guess the the one part of it is I sing and I grew up um, being trained in singing like so mm-hmm. heavily that I just I'm not saying that I'm the most amazing singer in the world but I do have a very <laughs> very critical ear right and so if there's anybody that I'm like just I'm very very critical about voices so if there's yeah. anything that I don't like then I'm just not into that person um, not trying to be super judgy but it's just, I mean music is just personal it's like yeah. everybody's personal taste um, I love Audrey Assad's yeah. album, Inheritance. That's my jam. I like old hymns. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a little folky. I love people with impeccable voices. Yeah. And to me, that's her. I don't want grit. I don't want scratchy. Right. Like, Lauren Daigle is not really my jam. Yeah. Because of that reason, like, I appreciate her. I really do, but I just can't really listen. She has a version, though, of... Hey Now, that old song, mm-hmm. and it is amazing. It's so good. So I'm tone deaf. Oh, <laughs> so I'm not as I probably don't have as much of an appreciation for the, the sound of the voice. So for yeah. me, it's always about the words. And okay. like if I connect with, yeah. the, with the point of the song. I think I'm more about okay. the words. Gosh, I love like traditional mass settings yes. and stuff. Like I love like church, church music, yes. but I also... Kiri A is my oh, favorite. Yes. Our, our parish um, is, has just, we have a gorgeous parish. We have a beautiful choir. Anyway, it's um, every year during like the Easter and Christmas seasons, right? They use this particular mass setting and it is like, it literally is just like, will give you chills and it's so beautiful. It's like, this is like, oh, you just feel so lifted up and you're like, oh my gosh, the saints are here with us. <laughs> The song that I have been on replay like the last week has been Wonder by Hillsong. Um, it's just speaking to me right now, like the craziness of, of you know, we finished out 2020 and 2021 started like <laughs> clock struck midnight and things didn't magically change, yes. <laughs> right? Still in the middle of a pandemic. Right. Um, you know, we just inaugurated a new president and... There's a lot of political tension. There's divisions within our church. There's just so much going on. Um, 
a lot of pain and hurt and suffering in the world. And that song is, you know, about like, we are called to have a Christian worldview, right? Like I see the world in wonder and I'm walking in the light. Like that is just to reiterate, like we are, that is what we're called to each and every day to have this, this biblical worldview and a Christian worldview and see everything. I, I think the biggest thing about 2020 that I saw happen is it stole so many people's sense of awe and wonder. Right. right? And the, for me, that's how I experience God in like the biggest ways is just like the awesomeness of him and this sense of wonder. Like I really connect with God in nature because like, there's just, it's like, just the the beauty of creation and the beauty of and brokenness of our humanity um and the way he redeems everything and being able to look at the hot mess of 2020 <laughs> and still be able to find like his hands in all of it and like just having that sense of wonder about about god and how he uses everything for good you know yeah i think um it was a dumpster fire dumpster fire yeah uh i like w- with nature like the sun particularly mm-hmm. like especially if it's a cloudy day and like that little ray of sun just right. like peeks yeah. through yeah. i just love it i always imagine it's like someone's died and it's like going up to heaven and that like you know <laughs> sweet. i don't know well, i mean like statistically I speaking death. someone did die so. yeah <laughs> it's just, but it's like they're just like going on up to the Aww. top you should pray for in that yeah. moment like pray for all souls who are dying yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, a, that's a good idea yeah. Uh, are we gonna do home? Yeah, yeah let's, let's do home. Let's do home. Okay, Kate. Okay, so if you had to explain the style of your home, like not not architecturally, right? Or it, or that could be like too. your home decor but your style. Home decor style. This was one of the questions that I wrote down, and awesome. then I was like, I don't want to ask it because I don't want to answer it about myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. You get to answer it anyway. Mine is for sure farmhouse chic. Yeah, farmhouse chic. I would say it's farmhouse chic because it's how my house was already styled when I came into it. <laughs> and farmhouse chic is the most readily available type of decor that yeah. you can really find. That is for true. sure. And I'm really not good at decorating at all. And you put that sliding barn door downstairs? You know? I did force my husband to put up a sliding barn door like <laughs> it's against his it every is a will. Except door. our house is like falling down a hill. <laughs> So he put it level, but our house is not level, and it was just kind of a nightmare. But uh, have you yeah, been my, to my house it is your house is also not level. <laughs> so that is my style for sure. I just I'm really not that into home decor. I just want it to be. I want it to just look like mediocrely good, and then just be that way for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So I like just cheap, cheap uh, mass-produced decor, and throw it up and call it a day. Didn't have to do much to the house to make mm-hmm. it look good. That's the people that I am amazed by yeah. is when they take right. a house that kind of just has bare, really, really bare bones, and they make it yeah. look good. I am not that type of person. Right. Okay. So mine is very farmhousey. I think very yeah, cottagey too. Yeah. Right. Like I have a very cozy, bright, airy kind of home. Yes. Is that bright cottage, is that cottage yeah, style? Yes. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I get on Pinterest and I have an identity crisis. Like, what is my house? You know? <laughs> like, I was telling Kate the other day, like, I, for some reason I have this, like, crazy overwhelming desire. I want to do butcher block countertops. That's not my overwhelming crazy desire. We're definitely doing butcher block counters. But I saw a picture, 
while I was looking at picture block stuff on Pinterest, which I should have never done, <laughs> of like just this gorgeous like um, black cabinets with gold accents, and I was like, <gasps> oh, it's so pretty, but like not fit in my house at all it's like no, literally no. would walk through my house and be like what the heck is going on with yes. your kitchen yes. yeah like my whole house is like light blue yeah. and like yep. light gray and a lot of white and farmhouse these stuff and I just had black kitchen <laughs> yeah that's too it's like very modern it's right? very modern right. and and maybe a little too like glam like yes, with the gold, exactly. like even the gold, I feel like it'd be hard for you yeah. to get into your house. Yeah, it's very, and it's like a very like harsh like contrast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, so, I have a real problem <laughs> because I like so many different styles. Mm-hmm. Okay, that it is sometimes hard to marry them. Yeah, but the majority of my house, I would say, is very like English cottagey. Oh yeah. Um, I think more cottagey than farmhouse, mm-hmm. for yes, sure. However, my bedroom that we just redid and my bathroom is like <laughs> looks ballin'. Thank you. It's so gorgeous. Oh my Thank goodness! You. But it's a. Uh, it's pretty modern. It is. Very so modern. it's very modern. But and it works. And like I, I think it really love it. Yeah. If I walk through your house, yeah, there's no like, oh, this is so different. Yeah, Somehow you have definitely made it all work. I know. Well, Kate, it's gonna be better Kate once we like, do the, the living room. Like a magazine party. Yes. <laughs> I wanna like move into your bathroom right now. I do too. Saw, I would, <laughs> I would uh, name your style like Southern Living, you know? Yes. Southern, oh, thank yeah. you. Southern oh, Living. Yeah. That's what, what I feel. What about like House Beautiful? I don't know that one. <laughs> That's a great magazine. We just redid the kitchen like two years ago, and I'm definitely changing the hardware, and my husband is definitely upset about it. <laughs> but, okay, quick story. So, the vanity we bought for the bathroom came with handles, like that came with it. And they were gold, so they worked for the bathroom, but like I didn't like them. But I was like, I'm not going to pay extra money to buy additional handles because these are fine. Like, mm-hmm. it'll be fine. Well, then one of them, the inside of the handle where the screw goes in was stripped. Mm. So it wouldn't stay on. And you couldn't fix it. Like, there's no, uh, there's no yeah, way to fix it. Right. So I was like, I mean, I guess you could have maybe, like, put glue in there. Yeah. But I used it as my excuse. So, like, I can buy the handles <laughs> I want because this one won't stay on. It's broken. We've got to replace them all. And, like, it changed everything about that vanity. Yeah. Like it just, it was just exactly what I wanted. So I've been for about a year being like, I picked the wrong hardware for the kitchen and I really want to change it. But I'm like, it's stupid expensive to like go and change all of those, all of that hardware. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but after what I did in the bathroom, I'm like, ooh, it's got (laughs) to happen because it'll just make, it'll just, the kitchen will finally, I think, be exactly what I want it to be. But yeah, I think definitely pretty cottagey. It's like modern cottage. Yeah, I yeah. would call it that. Yeah. yeah, we'll go with that. I just think your house is so beautiful. Okay, home. Well, I do like to keep my house clean. Not big into decor. I am very big into having my house clean. So my question is, what is your least favorite chore? Your favorite chore. My least favorite chore is all of them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> no. Okay, Um, my least favorite chore... Is laundry okay oh I've got some you can do if you'd like to come over no my least, least favorite. favorite oh <laughs> okay no I'm right there with you then. <laughs> my least favorite is laundry y'all I have four kids yes I have four girls 
and it, I just, it never ends. Even if I do all the laundry in the house, the people living in my house are currently wearing clothes <laughs> that are getting dirty as we speak. It's, there's, you can never, I can never finish I'm sorry, do you, you just pull a dirty sock out of your Oh, those are my kids' socks! They're not dirty. I washed three random of Calista's kids' socks. So this and they're is all three. different socks. Okay, this is Bellamy for Less you. amount of laundry. Actually, no, this is Bellamy. Look, these two socks have totally, they're totally different <laughs> socks. <laughs> from a different day. <laughs> I washed them all. That's three oh, pieces so of laundry that you don't like have to house. do. You're welcome. This is fantastic. So is there a particular part of it that you don't like? Or is Folding! It yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't mind washing. I don't mind moving right. to the dryer. The sorting. And I don't mind digging through the dryer find my outfit for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than folding. I have oh, to dig yes. through the kitchen table. Yeah. To find my outfit. Yeah. Usually. Okay. So... Um, laundry's my least favorite. My favorite, ooh, washing my floors. Y'all, yes. I, I love washing my floors. I We have, um, primarily, like, most of the rooms in my house are, like, the original hardwoods. Our house was built in the 50s, and so, you know, I, like, make up my mixture of Murphy's oil, so. Yeah. And I, you know, first I, I sweep, and then I dust mop, and then I turn my little dust mop over, and I just go to town with my Murphy's oil soap, and... Oh, it makes me so happy. I don't know why. I just love washing the floors. Yeah. And I'll like text her and be like, I washed the floors today. <laughs> don't know why. So my true colors are going to show here, guys. Okay. So I want to preface this with, well, 2020 maybe doesn't count because I've been working from home because of the pandemic. But I usually travel for work or a couple days a week, sometimes overnights. Um, I have a maid. <laughs> That comes once a week and cleans I my think house. That's fantastic. So I don't uh, do any of like the heavy cleaning. Right. Um. I. But I really, really don't like putting dirty dishes in the dishwasher. Like I don't mind mm -hmm. emptying the dishwasher. Like it grosses you out, or you just like yeah. Like I don't like touching it. the dirty dishes. I think huh. is probably the problem. Yep. So oh. I love to scrub the sink with Barkeeper's Friend after yes. someone else has loaded the dishwasher. <laughs> yes. yes. So, yeah. yeah, those are probably my favorite. Yeah. I would say my favorite too is and literally anything to do with Barkeeper's Friends. Mm -hmm. I love the deep cleaning. Like, I bleach mm -hmm. my grout in between my tiles in the bathroom. Is it white? It isn't pure white, but it's creamy enough mm -hmm. to where you can tell like oh that's clean and this is all dirty mm -hmm. yeah and I bleached it and scrubbed it and it was the most satisfying thing <laughs> in the world that's the part of that's the cleaning that I love it's like no I don't love doing it when I'm doing it really mm -hmm. but just the aftermath I'm like taking pictures of my dirty grout and my clean grout and yeah going to show Ian <sighs> do you see the difference here <laughs> this is amazing <laughs> like I my um, favorite, did I say my favorite? That's my favorite. My least favorite is unloading the dishwasher. That's funny. I hate it. So Ian does not mind unloading, and I do not mind loading, and so that's our system. That's awesome. Well, when Ian and Hank die, <laughs> me and you, <laughs> I'll do the unloading, there and you do the loading. It'll be perfect. Yep. Or you just wait, like, two more years, and your kids will start doing this. Oh. 
My two older kids. Praise God for when that they happens. they well, except you know there's certain things right like certain bigger pots and pans that right. like their small little bodies they literally <laughs> just can't maneuver well over the sink or they just don't like scrub dishes well by hand. Right, right. Um, so usually like the bigger like pots and pans and cookware and stuff, Rod and I'll scrub those. But and Rod and I both also load and unload the dishwasher. It's not like they do it all day every day, but they do both. They're fully capable of loading and starting and unloading the dishwasher. Like, they'll get a little stool out and put, nice. you know, so I'll just, you know, we have a chore chart. And so it's like, you know, whoever does the dishes that night, um, one of the kids or me or Rod, because um, the younger two are not quite there yet. Oh, yeah. But. And- All right. Okay, so my home category question is this is just something that came to mind because I was reflecting on it like how I would answer it what are your preferences for like displaying religious decor in your home and how does it compare to like what you grew up with in like your childhood home so parents home was like like a crucifix in every room like Mm -hmm. above all the doorways so our bedrooms were all upstairs and so like going up the stairs when you got to the top of the stairs there was a big holy family statue Mm -hmm. that like mary was like kind of leaning back and joseph is behind her and she has like baby jesus like with her knees kind of up Mm -hmm. like he's in the middle so like that's what i saw going to bed every night and then coming down every morning there was a huge um guardian angel with like the two little kids walking on the bridge Mm -hmm. picture you know, rosaries out or, like, Bibles or whatever. Like, that was all super common, like, bookshelves um, and stuff. My dad actually turned a storage closet into a prayer room. Nice. <laughs> and, awesome. And, yeah. So, he had, like, a kneeler in there. Yeah, and had a prayer his, room. Yeah. yeah it's, it was cool. It was painted, like, a really kind of gaudy purple. Sorry, Mom. Um, but it was a Lenten. It purple. was like a Lenten purple. <laughs> a liturgical purple. Yeah, but it's only Lent so many <laughs> months a year. Um, so it was definitely a part of our home, for sure. But my home, I feel like, is very not traditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, like, I have a uh, Our Lady of Fatima kind of modern mm-hmm. painting, or it's a print. Uh, I can't afford the originals. <laughs> But um, kind of like right by my front door, and we have a crucifix, but it's like in our stairwell because it's really big and like totally not my style. <laughs> but it's like pretty. So, and I have like a big like wooden family rosary. So my stuff's a lot more subtle. I think. Yeah. Um, have a holy water font by the door, but it's like alabaster. So it's I, I just like kind of yeah. everything like light and like a little more subtle. Mm-hmm. Well, this question makes me feel real guilty. <laughs> Catholic guilt time. Uh, growing up, we really didn't have any. I don't know why. Probably because my parents were kind of like me. They're not yeah. really into decor. Decor wasn't super intentional. It was very much just, oh, my great aunt painted that picture and it's really pretty. Pop it up on the wall. And it was a lot of things about like our Louisiana background and things like that. And not, I mean, I really don't think we had any Catholic art visible. It was like just your normal crucifixes and things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So our plan for my house is to have, we have a huge wall behind our couch in our living room that's very, very awkward. We have a ginormous painting on it already and it still doesn't fill up the whole wall and it looks really <laughs> weird. So we want to do a black and white wall with all these black and white pictures, kind of collage style and like different textures and wood and things like that. Mm -hmm. So that's where I was going to, where I am going to incorporate <laughs> some religious art, just like a yeah. black and white Our Lady of Guadalupe and um, like some wooden things. I, the only thing that I do have that I was pretty good about is I bought a hand wood burned St. Joseph with like baby Jesus. Yeah. And I put that in my son's room on his little shelf. Aww. So that was sweet. And then I do have one that my friend got me that's beautiful. It's like this watercolor and says, blessed is the fruit of thy womb. That's really all I have. Like by it's the front door, I have like the little banner right. flag that says the dog right. lives. Right, 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 right. Like, yeah. Lives well. It counts, Kate. It counts. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think, because like when you said the thing about the fruit of thy womb, I was like, oh yeah, I have a lot of that. Right. Yeah. I kind of forgot. But it's good, because you're seeing that all day long. I yeah. Mean, pictures and words are always good. Yeah. I need more. Let's just leave it at that. I need a lot more. <laughs> not I do. I, want, I mean, no, I do, though. Like, I want people to come to my house and be like, oh, mm -hmm. she's Catholic. Not like, oh, she's Catholic. <laughs> you know, like, oh, she's Catholic. You know, you have, like, a moderate, oh, she's Catholic response. <laughs> or, like, that's, I mean, heck, like, Mary is used all over. Even in secular culture, there's a lot of stuff about Mary, and people don't even understand her true meaning but really think that our lady of guadalupe is pretty i mean as long as they're not using it in like a wrong way right you know like people can still come to my house and be like wow that's so beautiful yeah if they adore a picture of mary and think it's beautiful on, on my account like hey that's yeah a win for me yeah so i want more of that yeah so my home growing up was like we didn't really have much it was like we had um i know we had like one larger crucifix that was always over our fireplace. I don't want to say we had like maybe two smaller crucifixes in different rooms. We didn't have one in every room of the house. I didn't have one in my bedroom or anything. Um, my mom was just not super into home decor either. Also, my mom's not Catholic. Um, my dad <laughs> is. <laughs> my mom raised us Catholic. I was, you know, believed very strongly in raising us Catholic and supported my dad in doing that. Um, but, yeah, we didn't really, and then I feel like, I think there was, like, a picture of Jesus that randomly at some point made its way onto a wall in our dining room, but that's really all I remember. And, you know, we would hang our, like, um, our palms from Palm Sunday. That's pretty much it. We didn't really have a ton of religious decor. And also, when I was younger... I had Catholic friends who had, like, you know, like, whoa, Catholic houses, right? <laughs> like, just crucifixes everywhere and icons and rosaries hanging off everything. And so I was, like, when I was younger, I thought that was so cheesy and so silly and just, like, ugh, and, like, so gross, right? Like, oh, they think they're so pious or something. And now I'm that lady. <laughs> life like everything that I like judged other Catholics for that I thought was like holier than thou or like I don't know whatever like now I do all of these things 
I'm that Catholic lady. Like, some people are cat ladies as they get older. <laughs> like, collecting more icons. <laughs> we, um, for a while I was very, like, um, I wanted everything to be more subtle and kind of fit in with that, like, light, airy farmhouse vibe. And then I started getting icons. And I didn't... I just thought they would clash really bad, right? Like, the kind of icons that I'm drawn to are definitely not, like, what I would consider, like, farmhouse style, right? <laughs> like, these really pretty traditional um, portrayals of, of Mary and Jesus and saints. That's the kind of religious art that I'm drawn to. And I thought it would clash too much with my house, but I have gone crazy buying <laughs> and displaying religious art in my home. I do have tons of stuff that's more, like, I say, yeah, most farmhouse-y, of what I'm right? remembering. So, which also, like, have to give credit to, like, a sign of the times. Like, we were lucky enough, like, we have, like, Hobby Lobby. Like, we can go buy really, right. like, pretty scripture quotes that yeah. aren't, like, you know. Oh, and Etsy. Yeah, yeah. And okay. so, we have, we have a crucifix in every room in our house. Um, I have, like, a big, in my living room, like, right when you walk in my house, I have a, it's from Hobby Lobby, my It Is Well With My Soul. This, these two, it's just a very simple mm-hmm. lettering, um, but they're decent size, and that's like the main wall in my living room. Um, says it is well with my soul, and we have a big. Oh my gosh, I have so much. I just realized, like in our um, dining area, we have a big sign with a scripture verse about um, where two or three gather together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And then a few years ago, uh, I want to say it was Pink Salt Riot. She, I don't know if she still does them, but she did free printables for a while. And she had, actually, I don't even know if these are free ones. I might have paid for them. It was years ago. Um, all in the same style, but the Our Father, Hail Mary, and Glory Be. And I just printed them out and put them in really simple white picture frames. And I've kept them displayed on a bookcase. I know exactly where they are. They're really pretty. They are really pretty. They just have, like, some really pretty flowers on them. And so, for a while, it was stuff like that that I kept. And now I have, oh, goodness, Sacred Heart pictures. I have, um, I homeschool. And so, in our school room, we have, um, that's where I think most of our icons are. Because they fit. There's, like, the one area of the house that they fit. Like, old Catholic school. (laughs) And so, we actually had, um, a family friend. They used to homeschool, and when we started homeschooling, they just felt compelled to gift us some, um, I don't, I don't, I really need to look up, like, the titles of what they are, but there's one of Mary holding Jesus, and one of Joseph holding Jesus, and they're the same size, same style, and they're so gorgeous, and we just have them hanging in the schoolroom over the chalkboard, and they're so pretty. And then I think one of my favorite things I've gotten recently was on Etsy. It's like a um, incense scented beeswax like carved cross that has like different gospel stories carved into it. It's insane. It's very small. It's not huge. I don't know. They probably used a machine. I don't know how they did this. I'm easily impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Do you burn it? No, it's like Like it's not a candle. No, it's not a candle. Beeswax. It's like, a, right. like a scented, it, it is like wax, like a scented huh. wax cross. And it has, I want to say it has some of the stations of the cross and it has like different Bible stories. Yes. 
carved into the wax. Huh. It's like extreme. I'm, I, they probably used a machine, and I'm just like, it's so intricate. I don't know. But, and it yeah. smells like incense. That's cool. That's cool. It's really cool. So. I feel like. You surely didn't pour it into a mold. Yeah. Oh, you're so smart. See, I'm like, I'm over here, I'm like, some person sat in cotton. No, they poured it into a mold. Of course they did. I think it's just a mold. (laughs) It's so cool, though. It is. It is very cool. So, speaking of wax, I was looking today, trying to find molds for saint metals. And I'm not going to get into why, but... (laughs) What I found. Start like pouring. You're hearing me like Lord. You know the opening scene of Lord of the Rings where they're yeah. like pouring. No, I didn't want it. I didn't want it for metal. But anyway, so but what I found were Jesus and Mary wax statues, but that were candles, and I thought that was very odd. Wait, Mary like the wicks the wicks like, the wicks, Yeah, the looks like out coming no. out of their face. Just like their face. Okay, just it's gotta be a decorative only candle, right? I not gonna melt Mary's face off. In the no eye. way. But why put the wick in it? It's exactly. just decorative. Why not why just be like old people? Old people love this. They love decorative candles that they never liked. Yes. It was odd. I didn't like. I didn't That's click so on it to see like if it was like sacrilege. I was like, about to say. Know, like, I don't like, know what. Really? Like, I don't know like what the company was oh that was gosh. making them or whatever. But yeah, I saw that today and I was like, that is so bizarre. <laughs> that is very I was like, strange. I don't think it's okay to burn Mary no, down, like melt, yeah. melt, melt Mary down to a puddle. Hmm. That doesn't seem okay. All right, so now that we are done talking about chores, because we all hate those, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> um, we're going to move on to our final category. I know you guys are so sad that we're going to wrap this up finally. <laughs> But, okay, see how much gets, like, edited out? We've been sitting here talking for well over an hour. We're very chatty, guys. Okay, so family is our next category. Does anyone uh, have a question they want to ask first? I have one. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited about this. I want to know. This is so, like, goofy, but whatever. I want to know. I feel like every family has some random, goofy saying or inside joke or song that you have made up just for your kids that literally if anybody else heard you singing it they'd be like they're insane right I want to know what that saying or song or whatever it is that you have with you know your kids or your husband or whatever so um ours is not a song but there is a comedian that we really like and he actually grew up catholic John Mulaney and he is not a practicing Catholic anymore, I don't think. But he has this joke that's like, I'm very little and I have no money. And so anytime Emmeline is like having, or now Hawkins is like having a bad day or like they're fussy or like they, they're sad about something, Hank and I just look at each other and we're like, I'm very little and I have no money. <laughs> so it's like just kind of our like, oh, they're having a really tough time and it's hard being little. And having no money. <laughs> so that's our... We say it all the time. It's great. Okay, mine, <laughs> I can only think about, like, my, like, siblings and my parents. Okay, so my dad always said growing up, stop jacking around. And we just think it's so funny, especially the way he would say it so aggressively. He'd be like, stop jacking around. <laughs> and so, like, me and Ian always say that about Lindley now, like, because we think it's hilarious. 
And then the other one that comes to mind is only because you said song. Say it! I'm so I ready. literally don't know where this came from. Like, if me and Sterling just made it up or something. But me and Sterling, my brother, were very goofy growing up. And Dad was just, like, a control freak, okay? And so he always made jokes out of his being controlling this. And so he would always tell us to turn off the lights and, like, save electricity and all this stuff. And so me and Sterling made up this song. It was like, God's light is free. Save electricity. <laughs> <laughs> to make fun of dad and we would just go up to the house like singing this song turning off lights and it's just one of those songs that stuck with me forever and I need to write him and tell him about that but oh gosh that's like the funniest one that I can think of in our family currently I my four children I have two sets that are 18 months apart each and so there have been various points in my you know me and my husband's parenting journey where we've had two kids in diapers at one time and so we have this song we sing, and we I don't even know how this song came to be, but all of my kids know it now, and we'll sing it when somebody has pooped. Not every time, but we'll just burst out the song, and we literally just sing, who's got that stinky booty? And then we name who has a stinky booty. So, like, Genevieve has a stinky booty. I don't know why, but, like, my kids have sung this in front of other people before, and I've realized, like, this is more than fun. the other day because one of our friends was at my house and do you ever have like a, a saying that you maybe grew up not realizing that other families yes, did not say that is weird and then so you say it and somebody's like what did you just yep. say so like when we're leaving my mom would always say pasta la taco yes like okay. pasta la vista yeah it's our version but pasta la taco and so Ron and I both say it. You know, my husband and I, we started dating when we were young, and so he spent plenty of time around my family by this point, and he knows we say pasta la taco. <laughs> but oh my, my mom God. said it, so I thought it was normal right. people said this. Right. Okay. I asked a family question. Okay. Who's going to ask the next one? Kate is going to be very biased towards my question, but I think this is a great question to ask moms. Question is, is going to be biased. Newborns or toddlers? Oh. Because I think it's such a good... Like, what like, is easier? Just, like, what do you prefer? I think it's such a good personality test. I feel like toddlers. people are like, all babies or all toddlers. You can say both, too. Some people just like both, but some people are very opinionated. It depends on the newborn. What, prefer. Yeah, what phase do or I prefer? Or the toddler. Because, like, Emily, yeah. if I'm picking newborn or toddler... Newborn. <laughs> Hawkins have been picking newborn or toddler. Hopefully toddler, because newborn so far has been rough. Right. Yeah. So Emily, yeah, she was yeah. such okay, but like if that's just talking about like ease of parenting, but I will say like toddler for Emmeline is like she just said I love you for the first time. Aww. And, like, I never want her to say any other words to me. Like, it is so cute. She says, I loves you, mama. <laughs> and sometimes she says it in response to, like, me having said it first. But she's gotten to now where she just, yeah, like, says it. No, Lonely's ever said that. <sighs> so, like, even though she is 
very determined. <laughs> oh, that was so politically correct. <laughs> she's a very, she's a, yeah, she's either going to be like president or like a cult leader, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure what. Everyone does have that personality, but yeah. like, I'm going here and you should just follow me. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I love you, Mama. Oh. Also, right now, she says Zurath. When she wants to go to the zoo. She's like, she mashes zoo and giraffe together. So I don't know. Her little personality is so cute right now, even though she is very strong-willed. Yeah. So, I don't know. Probably toddler. I feel like I love her more now than, like, I ever did when she was an infant. Right. I don't know. Like, I just, there's more of a connection. Yep. She's like a person. I agree with that. I think infants, you're showing love to them more because you're making so many sacrifices, Mm -hmm. but you don't emotionally, like, feel. Like, you're loving them more, but you're not feeling that love as much as what I experienced. Yeah, like, Emily and I told Hank the other day, I was like, I can't physically get her close enough to me. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, like, can't squeeze her yeah, tight. I want to eat her. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, even when she was, like, a newborn, I was just, like, I loved her. I cuddled yeah. her all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it wasn't, like. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, when you squeeze a puppy. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about my toddler sometimes. I'm just, like, I just want yeah. to squeeze you. Don't ever That, like, cute aggression. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay, I, I genuinely, I can't decide between the two. I love both phases. I love newborns. I love the newborn phase. And I don't at me. I, all of my children were genuinely, like, easy babies. <laughs> I know that's not the case for most people. Kate's, like, might stab me. Because <laughs> she's currently, you know, going through a very, like, you know, newborn fuss. And yeah. not that my kids didn't have fussy phases or anything. Like, we did have a couple phases. But on... Like, in general, I I really enjoyed the infant stages and the newborn phase, um, and I just love tiny, squishy babies. And I, you know, they're not mobile yet. Maybe that's my thing is like now I have so many kids. I'm like, <laughs> when they're not mobile, that's the best phase, <laughs> right? They can't get into too much trouble if they can't move to get to the trouble. Oh, Emily's constantly into something. Oh yeah. But I do also, you know, like, three is like, oh, I think it's like peak toddlerdom, right? Because they, most, I think all of my kids, like, they had their their little bouts while they were, you know, two. Like, from 18 months to two and a half years old, they have their little 2D phases that they go through. And then I think three, like their language skills have developed so much and their personality has bloomed so much that it's just like, they're just a ray of sunshine. <laughs> and like, even before then too, like I just think toddlers in general, it's, it is nice to finally like, you've been pouring all this love and affection and attention into this tiny human and all of a sudden they're like their own person and they have their own interests and their quirks and... um yeah, they start reciprocating that love to you, and they cuddle, and all of my children are very cuddly. Like, I, I woke, <laughs> woke up this morning, and um, Genevieve, she is too, she had gotten up and come to my bed in the middle of the night, and I woke up, and 
and I opened my eyes, and she was, like, her face was right, like, her nose was almost touching my nose, and she was just smiling at me, like, she was staring at me, smiling at me, <laughs> which is also, like, you have this moment of, like, how long have you been watching me sleep, but also, she was just smiling at me, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, there's no better way to wake up, and so I said, good morning, and she's like, good morning, like, oh, it's so sweet, and she's like, all snuggled up to me. We just laid like that for a little while, and it's just the best. Yeah. I already know what Emily's going to say. Toddler. Yeah. All the way. See, I have an infant. He's not a newborn anymore, but he's definitely still an infant. Five mm-hmm. months is infantude. And he's, like, awesome. He's, like, yeah. just, a, like, a perfect happy baby, but still, I would just choose a toddler. He's so happy. He's he insanely happy. He he's all Ian. He's yes. all Ian. It's like he's little smile all the yeah. time. He's so chill. And I do love babies. It's not like I have anything against right. babies. It's just right. like I just don't feel that like never grow up. I don't feel it at all mm-hmm. about my kids. I, I probably feel that way more about Emmeline at the age she is right now, even though she's like into everything right. yeah. than I ever did when she was like an infant. Yeah. Because, like, you, you see their, like, innocence. Like, of course, a newborn is innocent and everything, but they don't have, like, that curious personality yeah. and stuff, right? Yeah. And that that sense of awe and wonder that children yes. just naturally yeah. have. And so they start developing that personality and that, like, interest in the world. And you're like, oh, my gosh, the world is horrible. Please don't cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I just like watching them, like, make connect. I just think that's so amazing, like... The connections they can make and just watching her learn how to speak and I'm just mm-hmm. like I'm not even teaching you these things mm-hmm. like actively and you're just passively taking all this in I just think it's so interesting probably very selfish to say that I choose toddlers over babies because it's really purely like my own level of interest in the child I guess and I like I love baby toddlers but oh Emily's like started saying all these words mm-hmm. that like that you didn't teach her. Yeah, I'm like, how right. How do you know what how that do you know is? That? Yeah, it's like, crazy. Like, like, really random yeah. words. I know. Also, she calls watches clocks. <laughs> Lindley does that too. But yeah, it but doesn't sound like clocks. It doesn't sound like clocks. <laughs> yes. And we're like, no, it's a watch. It's a watch, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So. <laughs> Okay, Kate. All right, so this is family, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what have um, your kids taught you recently? Mm-hmm. This is a good one. Oh, I have to like simmer on that one. <laughs> Sorry, I'm bringing it home with like another. This is a really good one. Okay. Tough one. I actually don't know even. Probably what my answer to this is. That's why I was debating not asking. Okay, I'll go. Okay. Like, this, I think especially, like, not just, like, yes, recently, like, even last week we had moments, but 2020 for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe not necessarily taught me, but kind of blatantly put it in my face how much kids pick up on. Um, and how things, like, 
any stress that you might feel, right, or your husband might feel, or just things that are going on in the world, or, like, especially with my older kids, I feel like the last year with homeschooling, they have taught me so much more about being intentional as a mother, um, because I can, it, it is so clear to me when I have not been intentional in my time with them, they're more sensitive, they're more emotional, they fight with each other more. And I can literally reflect back on like, if my kids are having a really rough day, you know, somebody's really sensitive that day or they're fighting with each other a lot. Um, or just not listening to me, right? And I feel like I'm constantly having to, to get on them all day because they're just not doing what I've asked them to do. Like, a couple years ago, I might have responded by, like, you know, like, oh, they're just being bad today or whatever. And 2020 really taught me to, like, look at, okay, what have our last couple days been like? Like, what did we do as a family? Oh, yesterday, this unexpected thing came up, and so we, you know, had a really hectic day, and we had to run around and do this. Or, um, you know, I was busy doing this thing for youth ministry and my husband had a really stressful day at work so he just like let him watch a movie and they ate dinner in front of the television and they didn't really get a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with either of us yesterday and now today this one's super sensitive or you know they're fighting with each other or they're you know being a little disobedient or whatever they've just really taught me recently that a lot of times their their behavior is not just oh they're they're just behaving poorly or having a bad day, but like taught me to look at the kind of external factors that I'm allowing in our home and in my own life as a mother, um, just burdens that we bear. And I, I mean, I would assume it's this way for all kids. I have all girls. And so there might be a heightened level of awareness for them, like being in tune with the emotions of the people around them. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and I've noticed that with my girls, like if, um, especially my two older ones, um, my six-year-old has just gone through a whole host of like crazy medical stuff over the last year. And it stressed my oldest out because she was just worried about her sister. And it, it she didn't tell me she was worried. She didn't tell me she was stressed. I mean, she would tell me she was worried and she would, you know, we would pray about it and stuff. But it, it manifested in other ways, right? And if I hadn't taken the time to think, okay, what is actually the root cause of her behavior right now? And then, like, she's scared for her sister. And she's, you know, she's just, a, she's eight now, but she's just a seven or eight-year-old. Like, she needs help processing through this and stuff. Or just 2020, not being able to, to go to school and be with her friends and stuff. Like, it, I don't know. It, it's, they have taught me to be much more intentional about my responsibility of controlling the thermostat of my home emotionally right as a mom and that it's totally my job to set the tone and um i think that's something that i notice now as an adult and really respect about my mom it's like there's so many things i didn't realize were going on when i was a kid and i can attribute all that like i didn't feel stressed or worried of like gosh we were dirt poor at certain times in my life and i just thought most kids ate like ramen noodles with hot dogs in them, and it's like, no, we literally couldn't afford anything else for dinner that night. And I really didn't understand that until I was older. It was like, my mom just handled herself in a way she didn't allow 
any stresses she was feeling or any external stressors um, to come into our home and negatively affect us as kids, I guess. I don't know. I'm rambling. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely see that with Emmeline to you. Like, that she's very much affected by, like, our mood. Mm-hmm. Um, I, with Emmeline, so I'm home on maternity leave right now. So I've had them both with me like every day for the last couple weeks and I had two weeks off at Christmas too. So I've been with them for a few weeks now and um, I recently like took Facebook and like Instagram off, not Instagram, Facebook and uh, Messenger off my phone because I noticed that like when I'm scrolling through my phone, literally she came up to me and like grabbed my phone from my hand and like yelled at me and I was like, Oh, oh, like, yeah. oh, like I was like right. gut punch. Like, okay, you're right. Like, this is not more important than you. Like, what mm-hmm. am I doing? So I'm trying to be more intentional about like trying not to be on my phone unless like she's napping mm-hmm. or she's asleep, like at night or you know she's. I'll I'll get on my phone like if she's watching a movie and she's like interested in it. Yeah. Like I'll you know I'm not gonna like just sit there and watch her watch the movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's definitely one thing that, like, she's taught me recently is, like, there's really nothing on my phone that's that's more important than her mm-hmm. <laughs> attention, or my attention to her, so. I'm still, like, having trouble <laughs> processing this, but I don't know. I think all I can think of are, like, the really, really cheesy answers, but. Give us the cheesy answers. All I'm thinking is just selfless. And yeah. just the thing that she's taught me to be, that's really all I can think of right now. But she's also just in a wild phase right now of just being very clingy and very aggressive with Finn. And y'all don't see the behind the scenes. I'm like, hold on. You guys do <laughs> not know the real Lindley. Lindley, as presented to you guys, is not the Lindley that I am confronted <laughs> with all day. She's like, she's very different. I don't believe it. So she's super aggressive with Finn and just like... I hear hold me about 10,000 times a day and that is just like new for me and just kind of this like "Ah," (laughs) feeling of just being like super stressed out and just processing that. Yeah. But I guess kind of what you're saying too, and you like just priorities. I guess that's kind Mm -hmm. of what it boils down for to me as well is just like, do I care about playing as Lindley or do I care about my house being clean? Do I care about my floors being mopped or do I care about her like doing a little activity or and just I guess balance too mm-hmm. like yes sometimes we do a little fun paint activity but some days I just need to mop my floors and so just kind of right, like this yeah. balance of like how do I process all mm-hmm. of that and make time to pray and just do different things. I don't know. Lindley just teaches me to be like more tough and resilient, I guess. She is crazy. Like you <laughs> really don't understand. Like she truly is. She she's very scared of other people though. That's oh, all it is. That's the thing is when we're around, she's shy. Yeah, she's super shy. She's I mean, not only shy, she's genuinely terrified <laughs> of other people, especially her height. Yeah. Like she can, she does not want to have any friends. She's well, and it's like this with all kids, right? Like when they're around other people. You know, yeah. they tend they to... present a whole different yeah, image. Yeah, yeah. And then when they're around mom, they can just be their wild, insane... Yeah. Which I love you know, in a lot of... Emmeline ways. is pretty much herself. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I kind of get that vibe from Emmeline. Right. I kind of get that vibe from Emmeline. 
That's kind of what we're saying about her, though. She's such a leader. She's just like, this is you who get I what am. you get. Yeah, right. But have yeah. you met her mom or dad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're all yeah. very type A in our household. Yeah, I was thinking when you were saying, like, you hear, you know, hold me. <laughs> Genevieve says, Mommy, picky uppy me. <laughs> I don't know why she says picky. So, yeah, that's not my experience most of the time when Aline's telling me something it's don't touch <laughs> I wish don't touch she's very independent yeah, don't touch yeah I just I just always think of um Saint Zaley yeah like you know she she had written about Therese as a young girl and anytime I read like what she would write about Therese as a child I'm like that is my daughter Bellamy <laughs> and I'm like okay this child will make me a saint and she wrote you know would write about how like you know she'd be doing something and Charles would constantly come and mom this mama mama you know coming to her for stuff and she would just have to like really intentionally like yes honey yes darling yes darling and I try to do that <laughs> you know Seriously, yes honey yes Instead of like, oh my gosh, I don't want to picky up me. <laughs> don't want to picky up me. Yeah. No, Emily's super sweet, like, first thing in the morning. I think most kids right? are. I yeah, I would that. say that too. Lindley seems to be very sweet, very helpful in the mornings, and then it just gets worse and worse as <laughs> the day goes on. And by 6.30, don't ask her to do a darn thing because yeah. it ain't happening. You guys, I think we have arrived. We're so glad you guys hung out with us. Guys, I'm so glad we're finally sitting down to do this. Me too. It's fun. Talking about this for a while. And we're sitting here and we're doing this thing and I'm so excited. Hope you guys liked it. <laughs> no, you know, these girls have roped me into this crazy business. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Um, should we end in prayer? Yes. Yeah. This All right, Kate. All right. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for this time together um, with these two ladies here and with all the moms who are joining in from wherever they may be listening. Um, we hope that they find a community here with us and that they um, find a community in person as well. 2020 has made that hard, so we want to offer a spot on our couch for them, even if it's virtually. Lord, just please guide us uh, as we continue this podcast and um, help us to shed light to your truth um, and talk about the beauty and goodness of our faith and our homes and our families. Uh, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord, the Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.